intro. It has been two weeks, but guess what, guys? We are up in a cloud. It's beautiful and raining. Dave just ate a leaf, grew a tail, some ears, flapping around, flying all right. Kate, first time being on the show, accidentally ripped off the wings from a turtle, put it on her back, flying around. Me, I am falling quickly to the ground because I am stoned like a tanuki suit. <laughs> so, welcome to the comic trope. Uh, first, I would like to introduce Miss Kate at Golden Hairs. This is her uh, first... This is my debut. This is your debut here at the comic trope. This is going to be fun. And to the left of me, I also have Dave, hashtag smiling Dave at Count Paper. And uh, it's me, Blake. So here's the thing. The comic trope is Blake doesn't really know much about comic books, but his friends pretty much do. So <laughs> I get different people to come in here, usually the same four, this time not, and we talk about things. This is what we're going to do today. We're going to have an icebreaker. We're going to talk a little bit about comic book news. We are going to talk a lot about Squirrel Girl, because I have someone here who's actually read it. Uh, <laughs> and we are going to... What else are we going to do? We're going to answer some um, questions. Questions from... No viewers. But <laughs> questions from me. Call and, in. And call, call, in call in and we will tell you what's going on. Um, we don't get reception up here, though. So Spider-Man was bitten by a radioactive spider. What if he were bitten by a radioactive zebra, koala, or snake? How would that change in who he was oh. as Peter Parker? Well, You can I, either talk about what powers he would have, right, or you can yeah. talk about how it might affect his life in general and how it might be different. Because it's not like he turns into his, the spider, right? Right. He, he just gets has these. He gets all the good with none of the bad. Yeah. So what's all the good of a zebra? Of a radioactive <laughs> zebra. Um, gum. They have that gum. That's pretty. <laughs> fruit stripes. Fruit stripes. Yikes! Stripes. Fruit stripes. So gum. Was that delicious? Mm. Um, For like ten seconds, and then it tastes. Then it down. tastes like the wrapper. Juicy fruits the same. <laughs> um, so as a zebra. As we say in, in Canada, Rome, like, yeah, um, you'd be able to run fast as shit. Would he? Now, would he be a zebra in America? Like, yeah, uh, from that Tom Green movie. Zebra in America's my hooves. Look at my hooves. He could eat a whole heck of a lot of grass. He could, no problem. He'd make that weird barking, whinnying, neighing noise that they do. That that, that, that was really yeah, good. right. That's what a zebra that sounds like. Um, you, you, you would never be able to find him in snowy Chernobyl because it's all black and white. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's so true. Uh, koala. Well, here's the thing. Here's um, here's why the spider thing is so normal, right? So when you're considering other powers they may have given him or what other animals may have bitten him, it's totally great because his his landscape is New York City, yep. and he traverses. To, you'd have to be a spider to traverse that. You'd have to be a human spider to be able to get around that. I mean, he's one of the earliest yeah. Marvel superheroes proper, right? And, you know, in order to get around New York like that, you'd have to be able to fly. But, I mean... He swings. He swings. Yeah. And, but, and then that's that's why he's able to do what, what he does. a roach or a rat? A rat. Or, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know about rat, said. but roach would certainly work. That'd be real gross. But he doesn't turn into a roach, so right. it wouldn't be... Instead, he would just be able to like fit under doorways really easily. He would like, be like a crack. He would introduce really himself. Hi, I'm, uh, I'm Roachman. <laughs> Roachman. <laughs> um, so yeah, what other? Here's here's the question though. If you were going to give him, if you would if you would want to read a book wherein Peter Parker was bitten by radioactive animal X, what would it be and why? I would go radioactive snake. Snakeman, scorpion, snaky man, <laughs> snaky man. I mean, snakes are pretty awesome. There's a bunch of different kinds of snakes. Yeah, there's lots of slithering going on. Um, he could get rid of his skin after he got stabbed. He would like get out of that skin. <laughs> Jokes on you. In the past, a girl would invite him out to dinner, and he would just order. Like, I need you to bring me all of the steak that you have. All of the steak that you have. Yeah. She's like, what's wrong? And then he eats it all and then goes to sleep in the chair in the restaurant and just stays there for two or three days mm-hmm. with the steak protruding from his abdomen. And uh, he, would eat, he would eat his enemies and they'd stay inside of him yeah. for a while. Yeah. Uh, and he would sound like um, 
Cobra, Cobra Commander, Commander from the G.I. Joe movie. I was once a man. <laughs> I was once a man. Roadblock has to carry him around everywhere. <laughs> and he only rhymes. He only rhymes. He says, you better be telling the truth, Commander, because without a doubt, I turn your eyeballs inside out. <laughs> he, he legit says that. I was a man. Yes. Oh, yes. Let's talk about comic book news. You hear it. First. Spider-Man Homecoming. So they released, uh, Tom Holland uh, tweeted, as is the popular uh, thing to do these days when you're in a film, tweeted a film or a a, a still from the set. Uh, And honestly, he looks, uh, you've seen this, this photo? He looks like Daredevil. And so all the comments that uh, were people responding to him on Twitter were basically like, is this (laughs) Spider-Devil? Because <laughs> he's he's covered in shadow, he's standing like on top of a dumpster or kind of up on a fire escape um, ledge, and you know he looks he, this it looks great. And we already know what he looks like in the suit. We already know what his his Spider Man sounds like, and so it's kind of cool to to get you know a piece of the other side of uh, the the less campy piece, right? He's standing in this in this alleyway covered by shadow. Very cool, uh, but also some some news that uh, it won't just be. The vulture that we're getting in this film. Uh, we're also going to be seeing the Tinkerer, which is very, very cool. Played by what's his name? Michael Churis. Churis? Chimis. Seamus? Jimmy. Jimmy? Oh, Shag Hennessy, I think was it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> his name's Mike Churmus. Chimis? He's from Orange is the New Black. He seems like a good enough actor, though. Yeah, he plays kind of like he plays a dimwit in the dim-wit. show. Yeah. See, the Tinker is not a demo. He's not. So, he's so this is going to show his acting I think it's, prowess. Yeah, the Tinker is a pretty neat, um, not well-known Spider-Man villain to have as a secondary villain. Because I think that you could... You could have the Vulture take up most of the time and then and have the Tinker like, create weird robots to fight. And he's right. not like super mm-hmm. capable. He's not... A Iron Man. He's not a Doctor Doom. Right. He's kind or an of apocalypse. Like, yeah, not an apocalypse. Like he's 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 going to be a very flawed character that's going to be fun to see as a villain. I right. think that we we need to be sure that these comic book movies don't have too many villains, so it doesn't turn into like a a Tobey Maguire Spider Man three kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but this is good. I think this would be good. And I also saw stills of Melissa Torre or whatever. Yeah. Um, she is looking pretty good. She's still super hot. Man. Yeah, for yeah. Aunt May. I don't still don't know how I feel about that. About sexy Aunt but May. I do like. I do like the um, the Tony Stark Iron Man like back and forth with her. Well, or back and forth with Spider Man about how hot his aunt is. Yeah, so I like which that. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think that's neat. So um, and I like her as an actress. So. Maybe I'm that'll be the new Halloween costume this year. Sexy Aunt May. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, and I, I'm now, I don't want to make anybody you know throw up in their mouths or anything like that. But I wouldn't Charming. consider Sally Field non-sexy. It isn't like oh, no, Aunt, no, no. like old spinster Aunt May, like yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. Richard originally used to. I thought Sally Field did great in the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. I felt yeah. like she was fantastic, and I love her as an actress in general. So That's what I'm, saying. I'm trying to go into my brain database and try to think of something in which I wasn't didn't like at least love her. I mean, she was the flying I, nun. I mean, she was sassy. And she is, and she always has been. And always will be. Yeah, that's Sally Field, y'all. So it turns out that MJ, <laughs> Spider-Man's MJ, in Homecoming is being played by a young, attractive girl named yeah. Zendaya. And I know nothing about her. I'm on her website right now. So the internet was angry because she doesn't look like uh, redheaded and white. Pasty. She's <laughs> yeah. not pasty and redheaded. Uh, d- that doesn't matter. I mean, I figure that if we can have a white dude playing um, Iron Fist in the Netflix series, when it should obviously be an Asian fellow, um, <laughs> that this is okay, right? I mean, what MJ... Is it, what does it matter? Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. But, you know, the internet it gets angry at anything race. I just, yeah. Uh, she was born in 1996. It looks like she was, like, on a Disney channel. She does. It looks like I also saw like, she wrote a book. She had already a book released. Well, good for her. So it makes me feel... So we know she can read. <laughs> well, or she can at least dictate. And you can get a beanie with her name on it. Zendaya. Zendaya? Am I saying it right? Which, where do you Zendaya. think you put the intonation on that name? Zendaya. 
Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah, the A. Zendaya. Don't really have much of a comment on that, but um, they, they, it looks like we have a full cast. I'm excited about it because I love Spider-Man, mm-hmm. obvi. Um, <laughs> but we know Iron Man's going to be in it, which is, you know, he makes it any I'm movie I'm a fan, better. yeah. Um, and, you know, Vulture Tinker, that's good. So what other news do we got here? Uh, you guys have any news you want to talk about before I just go down the list? Uh, Marvel's been teasing all week uh, MU, the initials MU, uh, and I think it was something that they, what's that? Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Yeah. As, uh, Are we sure they're initials and they're not just mewing? Mewing, yeah. Mew Mew. Mew Mew. Yeah, uh, and I think that ap- that they announced kind of earlier in the year, um, I think back around Comic-Con maybe, maybe it even wasn't Comic-Con, that they were planning on revisiting the property uh, Monsters Unleashed, which is like their kind of horror properties from the... That would be cool. From the 70s and early 80s. Uh, which gave us stuff. If I'm not mistaken. I'm not. I don't have Sequoia here to fact check for me at the moment. Uh, but stuff like Werewolf by Night, which we know I'm quite partial to, because the Werewolf by Night pages were where we first saw Moon Knight. Uh, but other uh, horror related uh, titles as well. So you know, I, I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I think that uh, horror comics are something that were huge. Uh, in the in the seventies, and we just have not seen them since then. Like, Spider Man used to fight um, Dracula. Yeah, which I think is upsetting because I feel like that's like that macabre genre is the top of my list. And a lot of times when I am kind of looking through like different new stuff that are coming out, it's like if if I see anything that looks remotely mm-hmm. just scary as shit, I instantly am like interested in it. Right, and. Well, that's where Tales from the Crypt comes from. I mean, it was a horror comic. I mean, a lot of those old pulp comics pushed the envelope of things that you couldn't do in other mediums because they were kind of fringe. And, you know, a piece of that was was the horror books. And um, if that's what it turns out to be, which I think most everybody's kind of decided that it is, I'm certainly looking forward to um, exactly what they do with it and how many of those monsters unleashed they'll be. I'm excited about that. Uh, Lots of Squirrel Girl rumors, which we're going to talk about later. But the rumors are about a comedy TV show that could be picked up by an ABC or something mm-hmm. like that. Hmm. And the Twitterverse really wants it to be Barb from Stranger Things. Oh, right, which makes which, sense. And I think it'd be really good. <laughs> yeah, because she's... She's thick. She's kind of thick. Yeah. And well, more than that, like, she... She's... She's funny, she's smart, nerdy, and plays all of that in Stranger Things really well. And I think that that is what we want out of a Squirrel Girl show, right? What I don't want is, if you've seen pictures of Squirrel Girl in the Disney XD um, cartoon, she's, like, super attractive and... Well, the actress who plays Barb is beautiful. I mean, like, it's really interesting how in the show they're... I mean, I think she's cute in Stranger Things, but, like, the way that they, like, nerd her down, I guess. Nerd her up. Nerd her up, down... Well, not, not only that, she's 1990s. Down up to the... So you yeah. feel the 80s into anything is going to make you look weird. Yeah, like, like I'm pulling up, glasses. I'm pulling but... up a picture of her to show you guys um, from Disney XD. And... Well, she's like a, yeah. a skinny, like, little cute, almost anime girl. You know, it doesn't... Yeah. She, I don't think that that's right. She's but not representative of of kind of the look mind, of Squirrel Girl. When I think when I before I read Squirrel Girl, I see her more like how I how she is in the Marvel kind of like classic nerd. Girl. Yeah, and I normal person like mm-hmm. yeah, and not, not like not I look like that would terrify yeah, like she not Spider Woman. Yeah, five years ago, you know, like not oversexed like a normal yes. and we can, college. Like, and we can talk about that yeah. when we get to that segment because I had so many thoughts and opinions about about that. I think that she's a pretty pretty accessible character, and I think a TV show would be really good, especially a funny one. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that, that that works out, and I hope they do it right because this is going to be the first um, appearance of Squirrel Girl outside of the comics other than cartoons. Right. And it needs to be done right so that it continues on because the comic books are really, really strong. So I hope... Whoever is thinking about putting this on screen, talk to the creators of Squirrel Girl, who's do, who are doing a pretty decent job right now, in my opinion. I agree. I think it could be something really interesting and not 
because when you just hear Squirrel Girl, you don't you automatically get an opinion, probably. And but it, it's it's a lot more to it. It's in, it's entertaining. Agree. It's entertaining. Now to talk about something that looks shitty. Um, Mattel <laughs> is putting out a movie called Max Steel. Um, um, did you watch Max Steel or play with the Max Steel toys? When fuck you no, because they were lame as shit, man. Yeah. They were they were supposed to be like another GI Joe, well, but this way. was when GI Joe were twelve inches because the GI Joe started off like dolls, right? And then they well, got smaller. no, no, this was no. Okay, so let's so GI Joes were big like when our parents would have been GI yeah. Joe. So we're talking sixties, seventies era. Uh, in the early early eighties was when they went to the three and three quarter inch uh, size, and they maintained that. Um, Pretty much from there until now, they did like reissues of stuff, and they did some some larger, oversized GI Joes, but they never went back to that doll doll size. Um, Max Steel, I don't know what I can really say about it other than I don't ever remember it um, being big. And there were we've talked about properties from our childhood before, uh, and about the companies that mine them uh, to to sell us nostalgia with rose tinted glasses. Uh, but Max Steel is not one of those. I'd be like, oh, I'd re- like I would pretty much look at anything that I remember fondly from my childhood mm-hmm. and Max Steel is not one of those things so that it's getting a film that they're putting so much money into it I mean it looks like a turd too it is yeah so it looks like a like a janky Iron Man yeah totally janky Iron Man like there's this robot that's all Hero 6 or Hero Big Hero Little Hero 6 Little Hero case. 6 like floating <laughs> around telling them how to be super well, it's Navi from The Legend of Zelda. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Listen, listen, over here, this is Kung Fu. Uh, so that's all I got on that. I will probably um, watch it, but just to, but just to I, report back up that. To have it. I, I, I'm glad you're going to watch it because I want you to come back and talk to me about it because that's about as far as I ever want to go near you it. You won't even watch Suicide Squad. I don't expect no, you to watch No, 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 no. I, I, I do want to watch will. Suicide Squad, but I'm not, listen, I'm not, not going to, I'm not paying to see that tape. Okay. It's going to yeah. be at a friend's house, or it's going to be on Netflix. Bring it here. Or it it'll end up on a Plex server somewhere. Yeah. That's true. Um, afterwards, all you're going to do is laugh like this. Because <laughs> that's how the Joker laughs. We- <laughs> Every time you do it, though, it becomes less like Joker and, and more, more like. And more penguin. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's exactly right. It's Oswald Cobblepot <laughs> to a, at a certain point. So. Oh, good old Ozzy. Ozzy. Um, so, if if the internet hasn't already watched this seven or eight times, they should, but Thor and Daryl, <laughs> so there's a video that was at Comic-Con that was like, hey, what was Thor doing while, um, so while War was Civil going. War was going on? And it's, it's kind of like a sneak preview to the next Thor um, Hulk show. Or movie, but it's the, basically the like... The Thor and Hulk show. The Thor and Hulk show. They, do a, they come out and do a little number, and the two old men from The Muppet Show are there. Yep. It sucks. <laughs> I wouldn't like it. It's Thor and his roommate, Dan or Daryl, and it's just like a gag that's really funny. Kind of filmed like The Office. Yeah. Um, it's good, but it's gone over so well that there's a petition out there for Netflix to pick it up as a show, which... Would be great. Not gonna happen. But sure would be great. It would. You and know. and I, I think that yeah. I it really displays what's missing or what has been missing from the Thor solo films, and it's that lightness of the Thor character. With as much power as he possesses, he's and and all the things that he's got, you know, familial going on around him with his father and, and Freya and Loki and and whatnot, it's it's always really good to see him be slightly lighter in character, which is what made him such an awesome part of the first Avengers movie. Um, it, I don't think that we needed him in Civil War, so I know some people definitely missed him being a part of all that, but he just makes battles too one-sided because he just possesses so much more raw power than literally yeah, every other character so on the like team. there's not that back and forth. Right. Well, I mean, in the book, Hulk and Thor were gone mm-hmm. for a reason. It's pretty hard to construct that battle in which those two characters don't destroy everyone. Right. Yeah. And then everyone else around them, not just the people that they're pitted yeah. against, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. accidentally killing, they'd be like Pan Am Flight 103 at a certain point. They would murder everybody in that, that airport. Um, so I, I think that's great. But you know that, speaking of comic book news, the internet is on fire right now for Ragnarok. 
Mm-hmm. Like Thor Ragnarok is like probably the most talked about Marvel film that I can think of in years. People were super excited about Civil War, but it was one of those like slow kind of gradual builds. Since announcing that not only would Thor be doing um, you know some this this Ragnarok storyline, that it would also include elements of Planet Hulk, and that the two of them together would be in outer space, people have started losing their collective minds. And Twitter is on fire. Well, not just Twitter, but pretty much any social media or mm-hmm. websites that you use right now. MySpace. <laughs> Go on MySpace. People have lost their... They're writing uh, in their blogs on Zynga about, uh, about <laughs> how amazing... Journal. WordPress is on fire. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm really stoked about it. Yeah. There is... I, I made a GeoCities page for it. I, I cannot... I got a fan page up on GeoCities and we got a mirror... Um, Angel Fire, in case the traffic gets too high, gets too crazy. Uh, I, I will say that I'm super excited for it. Um, if there's, you want to talk about stuff that I like, Thor is probably my favorite member of the Avengers. Uh, okay. I'd say that space is, and we've talked about that several times on the show as well. We all just love space yeah, cosmos. Cosmic, cosmic, cosmic yeah, Cosmic Marvel is our is our jam, um, and I love the Hulk like as a character in, in, in general. So. Having them in space with some of the best potential storylines out there, oh man, I, I'm also very cautiously optimistic myself. But I mean, again, it's there's a lot of hype, and it's basically just been since Comic Con whenever a lot of There's a lot of, a lot of movies before it. Yeah. So we got um, Doctor Strange. Oh, yep. And then after that, comes... Spider Man's in July of next year. Yeah. And then Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Mm-hmm. Wait, or... no, Guardians of the Galaxy, Spider Man, and then. Ragnarok. Yeah. So we got a few. I'm okay with all those movies. Yeah. I'll be honest. Next year is next year is gonna be pretty Good packed. Lineup. To the gills. Yeah. Come on, DC, catch up. <laughs> new news. Yeah. New, 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 new news. Wait, new news. New news. We've already talked about. New news Robert, is new news. <laughs> Robert Kirkman and Ryan Otley's Invincible to end next year. Invincible in its prime. Uh, the tagline at the top of the book was probably the best superhero comic book in the universe. <laughs> and it, like it is, I, I was enthralled by that book uh, for the longest time. And it, it, for me was like my first real, like, okay, Kirkman is a, is a badass fucking uh, comic book writer. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's fantastic at what he does in the worlds he creates. You know, I, I like the walking dead an awful lot, but invincible will always be my go-to a number one Kirkman comic. And so to see it come to a close, even though I haven't really been reading it, um, is bittersweet because it, it is a fantastic and may be very, very truthfully the best comic book, you know, uh, in the universe, superhero comic book in the universe. Uh, but it also means I'm actually happy about it because now I can, with some uh, determination, get in there and finish it out. Right now I know I pick up where you left off, finish it out and then get to the end because that it's ongoing means that like uh, someday and that just someday becomes a none day. Yeah, then, I agree. When a book, when, when there's an end to a book that a writer was able to construct, mm-hmm. it is much easier for me to pick up that book in its entirety and go mm-hmm. because there's a lot of great comic books out there that never got to see its ending. Mm-hmm. And just like a good TV show, they just, you know, forced to wrap up quickly. Well, yeah. Season three, yes, um, or Carnival, Car- is it? Yeah, and oh, then Carnival, 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 uh, Deadwood, which is probably the most criminally ended show in any yeah. premium channel history. Yeah. When something happens like that, any Moon Knight book, when you're reading it, it's just like, <laughs> dang, there's just no status. Like, I can't. It's not the wrap. There's not. A, there's yeah. no time. Let's talk about comic books. Before we get into Squirrel Girl, which both Kate and I have read a bunch of, uh, Dave, you have read a Straczynski book, yes? Hi, Strange Zinsky. <laughs> Strange Zinsky. I went back and, and reread uh, mistakenly as we were kind of doling out what the next comic book we'd be discussing was. I mistakenly went and read the wrong Doctor Strange book. Um, <laughs> Blake, you had suggested that uh, we read which which Oath, Oath. By, Oath. Brian, by Brian K. Vaughn, which we are going to talk discuss about in the next show. Yeah, I came. Uh, I actually just read uh, beginning or beginnings, whatever it is, 
which was the the J. Michael Straczynski kind of reimagining of Strange's origin story in the early 2000s. Uh, Straczynski was on fire. He had just come off of his run on Spider-Man. And to me, he really, you know, could not have done much wrong. And he was writing a new Strange miniseries uh, exploring the origin. So um, I read it then. And when when it was mentioned, I mistakenly got super... I did get super excited for the wrong reason, apparently, because that was not the book we decided to read. Um, but uh, I reread it. <clears throat> love, love, love the book um, again. And in in looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, this is, you know, origin stories for superheroes in, in films. They have to be altered ever so slightly. And so they don't always resemble the original origin story. Uh, you know, we, after reading year one and talking about that, you know, there are certainly the elements of year one that appear in, in Batman Begins. And even though it's not verbatim, you know, you certainly see they, they took uh, a large majority from, from that template. Um, and this is, this is it. And in, in thinking about the strange movie that's coming out in a couple of months, I mean, this is, this would be a perfect book to draw that from. And, you know, obviously that won't take everything, but I'm excited. And having, you know, reread this, I'm, I'm really pumped to see, the film even more so than I already was. Yeah, I, I did not care about that character at all till I read this book. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he always existed, but he always reminded me of um, I don't know, like the kooky the kooky wizard in the in in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It never like it, his story just never stuck with me till this two thousand five book. Um, and Straczynski is amazing. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good person to have do it. I mean. the way it shows Doctor Strange being so fallible Mm. and then going back to the place that he learned how to be a good doctor like before he was a corrupt doctor um, saving people and doing the right thing and that kind of stuff him going back there to find himself again and then end up finding the mystic arts I I mean it's just cool it is it's super cool and you know he's one of those characters that I'm really glad they're doing you know a film on because he is he's he is easy to to cast aside as goofy, you know, kind of like we mentioned with in the first episode when we talked about Moon Knight. It's easy to look at him and go like, weird bootleg Batman character is this, but there's a lot going on there uh, that can really be taken advantage of from a narrative perspective, and uh, I'm I'm just really excited to to see how it plays out in the silver screen, even more so now uh, having reread this book. Um, it's really funny too, unrelated to this particular book, but in the past week there was a teaser shown off for the next uh, series or season of Sherlock, and it looks like uh, Cumberbatch has decided to keep that beard and mustache. It must have taken him a long time to grow because he looks super haggard as Sherlock with this little like facial hair thing, and I was like, he just loved it so much. He just loved being strange. I was like, holy shit, we got really Doctor like Strange Lock. <laughs> That's really good casting. Yeah, absolutely. That's really part of the goatee club. Him and uh, Iron Man. Yeah. So that's good. Before, we, so we're going to talk about Squirrel Girl. Promise. But before we get in there, I want to talk a little bit about new Marvel comics. Um, I thought you were going to talk about new Fifty Two or Rebirth because nope. I know that's been a large chunk of your time. Yes, I have. I've been reading a lot of DC. Um, and just side note, Rebirth is doing very well. Is selling a whole lot of comics. Yeah. So they've done something right, which I find interesting because I don't think that it at it is cohesive as the Marvel universe. Right. Yeah. But when you've got Batman and there's three Batman books. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they're all being bought. That that says something. Yeah. Absolutely. It says that people love fucking Batman. Yeah, they do fucking love Batman, man. I have been shitting on Squirrel Girl um, for a while without really you were um, doing it justice and, and giving it a read. Well, I knew her from Great Lakes Avengers, and I kind of saw her as the new Deadpool. Um, okay, just a joke character. I could see that, uh, and that's not it's 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 far from that. So this is written by uh, Ryan North, and it's penciled by uh, Erica Henderson. And there has been, in 2015, already a one through six. And mm-hmm. then another, um, what we have read is like one to five yeah. from the second half of 2015. I was like, did we read different ones, I wonder? I don't think so. Um, well, maybe this we is, did. This is not five. Did you, did, was Dr. Doom in yours? 
He was mentioned. He was mentioned, so I think we did uh, read different but ones. But the thing that when you were t- and I were talking about it earlier, that image had never appeared. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we, so you read the so early read 2015 stuff, ones. and yeah. I read the late 2015 stuff. Yeah. So from your perspective, because I think it is, I mean, it is definitely not written for the regular comic book nerd. No. Um, I think and it's targeted to a different um, demographic, which is good, because not all not all same yeah. people read. So give me your give me your two cents on um, who Squirrel Girl is and explain um, what she's doing. Yeah, so I think for me, you know, I I like that you you brought it up to me because a lot of my reading, like for comics, my reading material is not really Marvel and stuff, so I don't really keep up with the storylines as much. I I know the storylines, but you know, I didn't really kn- know who she was and where she had appeared and how she's connected with a lot of the other Marvel characters. So um, kind of starting reading it out, I really had no idea anything about her. So, um, but I really, I think what I really enjoyed kind of getting into it is it's set up as like she's going off to college. And so she's like kind of young and kind of like a nerdy girl and kind of just normal. Like she just happens to be half squirrel and so and they never explain how no they never explain how which, which is good we do know that she has squirrel blood in yeah her, which is awesome it, and and it's kind of funny at the beginning of it like the beginning of mine she's singing a song while she's beating up these these bad guys and in my mind i didn't know what tune it was so i was making a tune up in my head but and it ends up being the spider-man Song, so she sings everything to the tune of that. But um, I think I found myself so pleasantly surprised by it because there was all these little cameos from other Marvel, like Deadpool is in it, and then like she has like a connect connection with um, Iron Man, and <laughs> and then even at one point she becomes like best bros with Galactus. And so you're just kind of like, how does this happen? But her whole thing is that she's trying to live a normal life. She's trying to go to college to kind of like just learn about computer science. So she's, she's a nerd girl. And so I instantly was kind of like connected to her and I was like, I too, am going to college. (laughs) I was like, I see, um, I see your thing. And I find, and I found a lot of humor in her like normalcy and how it was kind of, I mean, not not that she found herself to be awkward, but, like, for instance, you know, she has this huge tail that she can't, it's there. She has a big squirrel tail mm-hmm. on her day-to-day life, and so to do anything is she just stuffs it into her pants, and so she's just got a big old butt. Yes. And so, like, that's how she goes around, and then I was like, you know, you do, you girl. And so, but she, you know, tries to go to college, and she ends up with kind of like and she has a squirrel friend with her tippy toe mm-hmm. and who she can speak to who she can speak right. to and so she talks to the squirrel all the time and no one she's she, the aquaman she of squirrels just, she just talks yep. to squirrels and people you know that's so she speaks squirrel and squirrelies yep, squirrelies squirrelies and you know and so at this point in time it's her just t- trying to balance a normal day-to-day life but also like trying to save the world from being devoured by galactus because apparently squirrels are able to detect when the world when things are coming at the planet to destroy them that's, and that's awesome. how she i guess you didn't read that no, that part of oh, so i read so i read the second half of 2015 we probably read totally different storylines that's um, okay because... i think that's neat so the the stuff that I read um, referenced everything yeah. that we're talking about, um, but I wanted to read these because um, Doctor Doom is in it, and I Victor Von Doom is my homie. So when I saw that, it's a T-shirt. Yeah, when I saw that she was going to fight him, but this Doctor, this Von Doom is kind of like a caveman Von Doom. Like <laughs> all he talks, all he does is talk in third person about how awesome Doctor Doom is. And so the the five that I read is they end up going back in time and um, changing the time and and Von Doom figured out how to make the future all doomy. (laughs) Doom-esque. And like everything is doom is the greatest. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, yeah, just so all the characters in her books are definitely Marvel characters. Yeah, but they're from her. They're they're totally kind of cartoon. They're they become more like lovable. Yeah, because at least in the storyline that I was reading, it was more like each um, each book had like its own, I guess, quote villain in it. So like, and I don't know if these are well known, and I'm just naive about it, but like Whiplash. Is in one, sure. I think Craven that mm-hmm. you mentioned yeah. is in one, and then one, she gets, you know, a tip that Galactus is coming to eat the Earth from her squirrel friends. Because <laughs> my squirrel friends, <laughs> my squirrel girls, <laughs> my squirrel girls, and because they then they come to her, and apparently they've been tracking this, and they are able to detect it, and so in order for you know her name's Doreen Green in the in the thing, but for in order for Doreen Doreen to like save the world, she has to like somehow get into space. So how does she do that? She calls in a favor from her old friend Tony Stark, and she steals his armor to fly to the moon. In order for Tippy Toe to go to the moon, it she's inside of one of the hand armor, and she has like a big helmet on, so she's Aww, just a flying hand. It's adorable. But I find, and so she goes to the moon, and she's, in her mind, she thinks she's she's got the strength of a squirrel, so I guess they're very, I, I've never come, you know, head on with a squirrel before, but I don't know how strong they are. I tried to catch a squirrel in a tree. I found it sleeping while I was climbing a tree, and I was like eight or nine, and so I grabbed it. Not a good idea. Well, in the, in the books, squirrels are mad strong. <laughs> so... Crazy strong squirrels. That's squirrel strength. And so, you know, she can't obviously battle Galactus one-on-one. And so she ends up just kind of, like, befriending him. And they become homies. And they sit on the moon and talk it out. She always tries to talk bad guys out of being bad. I like that. Does she collect, like, these, like, cards in yours? The Deadpool cards? And she gets one from Galactus yeah. as, like, a friendship card. Oh. I mean, like, they're, like, on that level. Like, call me on the weekends level. And so, I don't I think it, this, it, it's, it's so cute, and I like the tie-ins from other characters that, and how they're connected, and there's a lot of flashbacks. Like, there'll be little flashback scenes of how she's, because now I came across one with her and Captain America as well. So, like, how she's kind of, like, been in the background of things, but maybe you just never knew. Hmm. I don't know. But they're, I think that's kind of kind of neat how the connections come in there. They're, they're writing her into the past, like, the century? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and another thing I really like about it that I don't experience in a lot of, like, books that I keep up with is the beginning of each one there's like a synopsis of what's going on done in like a Twitter feed yeah and so like in the one I was just reading the Hulk is now in there and his Twitter name in there is Hulky Smashy mm-hmm. and so <laughs> and so they talk back and forth and so it kind of mm-hmm. reminds you about what was happening in the yeah. previous one because I always sometimes like I'll read something and then I, and sometimes I'll even wait for a few books to come out so I can kind of read them in a, like a few at a time and I'll forget kind of like the storyline. So I think that's kind of neat, but I find myself and David was there like when I was reading through it, like laughing out loud. Yeah, just like, just like chuckling or giggling like, to herself. That, that got me. That got me. Yeah. It's, I, it's funny. It's a funny read. I left a lot um, in the ones I read and I think that they are better in um, long doses than short. Yeah. Like, yeah, like so having these like six to read in one go, I was I got really into it, and I I think yeah you had said this at one point when you and I when you were talking to me about it. I don't know if I could do like nope, the new Squirrel Girls out. I got to jump on that. I might yeah. would wait for a few more to come out and be like, let me see what she's been up to. <laughs> and let me check in on Squirrel Girl. girl Tippy Toe doing like and Tippy Toe's hilarious. By the way, she's actually probably the one that. I laughed at it a, a lot. Squirrel. She's a squirrel. Yeah. And so the things that I usually don't like about humor comics in Mar- in the Marvel Universe is the Marvel Universe is very good with continuity for comic books. And when something doesn't fit in continuity, I usually have a problem with it. Like when there's like a total different Amer- like Captain America in this book than what Captain America is right now. It usually mm-hmm. makes me angry. It doesn't... I, that does not make me angry in Squirrel Girl because she is in 
she is somehow in the Marvel Universe, but at the same time, not. Right. Yeah. Um, very much how Deadpool used to be. Yeah. But now, since now Deadpool is everywhere, he's the new Wolverine. He is, yeah. Um, but I like, I, I really like that I could see my daughter when she's like five or six, like enjoying this. Yeah. With no problem. Because yeah. there's like, or and then you look at all the pictures in the back of the uh, in the books that show like little girls dressing up like Squirrel Girl mm-hmm. and stuff like that. That's cool. I mean, that, we need more of that. And that's less of the Harley Quinn girls, and not less so, of the Harley Quinn, more yeah. the Squirrel Girl. And I think that's why I liked her so much because I was like, you're you're just nerdy and kind of like just trying to do your thing, and but also save the world. But it's not full of skimpy outfits and boobs. I mean, the big butt thing was more hilarious than... We don't need comics to be over-sexualized all the time. I get it. It's going to be there, and it's appropriate. And I know Sequoia always always pulls this card. It's like, strong woman can be sexual. Yeah, this is totally true. And I agree, but it... But more so than but not, it's have, done wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's that has to be the only way in which a strong woman has to be portrayed is that yeah. she is that way. So, you know, I, I like it in this one because a lot of the way, at least in my storyline, the way that she discovered, like, fixed things was more through being clever and yeah. not through, like, beat him up, beat him up. But she did a little bit of that. But it's, like, just kind of, like, how can I outsmart this how can I use this scenario and my love of like squirrels things and nuts and she nuts help her defeat a lot of things and so you don't have to read to figure out how but like (laughs) I like that when she becomes squirrel girl and from Doreen yeah uh, the acorn earrings are (laughs) always part of I think it's funny it's a it's a great book I would I would recommend it to anyone and I would say read Read a one through five. Read a read a half a volume. Yeah. Don't just read the first two because it is it is a comedy book, and um, I I was not convinced until I read a whole arc. Yeah. And I, and I liked it. Gender swapping is really yeah. big in comic book these days. Female Thor, okay. Female Hawkeye, yeah. all right. Um, and I'm not just saying like. Spider Man, Spider Man, and Spider Women. I'm saying like replacing the main, the the titular character. Yeah. So you know, Odison is still hanging out, but he's not a Thor, right? Who can that not be done to, or who should it not be done to? Well, a year ago, I would have said Thor because Thor is a member of the pantheon of Norse gods, right? And I'm not saying that, that what they've done with him is blasphemous and that I won't read it because she's a, Thor is a female now. But they could have just made a strong Freya character or they could have had Thor disappear, right? And have, um, you know, um, anyone from, from you know, Asgard... Yeah, they, sure. they they could have had anybody from from Asgard take up the uh, like Lady Sif could have become, mm-hmm. she could have like wielded Mjolnir because it only requires somebody to become worthy enough. Like in creating the character in name makes it seem like oh okay we just got to kind of retcon a female into this somehow, um, which I'm not I'm not in agreement with. Like I like I know that it's tough to create new heroes that people care about, and when you create a new minority character or you create a new female character, it's probably not going to be as well received. So this is a really great way for them to come in and say, well, you're, you like Thor. Well, now you have, if you want to read about Thor, you have to read about female Thor because that's what it is now. I get, I can get your point. Like even, I mean, being a woman, like I can sometimes, I do sometimes get a little, like it becomes obvious when it's being done for the sake of, to make to make it that way. Yeah, exactly. To make it now, and now there's a woman version. Like, well, now you're blatantly making it obvious why you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that can, it d- defeats the purpose mm-hmm. sometimes. Then just, I don't know, with creating, like, your, you had good, um, like, kind of options and ways that you could, could take that on yeah. instead of just now making this known character whom is it such that now done in a woman way. And it's, to me, sometimes perceived not the way I think they're intending it for. But I also don't follow those storylines, so mm-hmm. I don't really know 
what if there's any changes at all. I don't know. But but then I kind of also wonder sometimes, like, for instance, I don't, and there might be a version, but, like, is there, like, done, like, a male version of, like, a Black Widow? Male, so, male version of a Black Widow. You know, someone who doesn't really... He would be small and in, ineffective, because isn't that what the males in the Black Widow species are? They just, like, well, they fuck once and then get eaten. Well, it's, like, super spy, so Black Widow is yeah. a super spy, right? Um, but she's, like... Like, she's basically 007, but Russian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, back in the day, before Fury was like an old eye patch head of shield, he was, that's who he was. He was, he was like, a young eye patch like head of uh, 007 type mm-hmm. character. Okay. When, when his best friend was named Cheese. Oh, wait, no, that was the new Nick, Nick Fury and Coulson. No. But so, you're, talking, you're talking about the Steranko series uh, yeah. in the 70s where it was very clandestine and he was, Shield was a, a, a spy organization yeah. like, you know, 00 or MI6s. We don't have that. That would be kind of cool. I yeah. mean, we don't have... I think they tried to do it when they... So, after the success of the movie, Marvel went to um, the creators and were like, look, he needs to look like Samuel L. Jackson, so <laughs> go ahead and write that up. And then all of a sudden, um, Fury secretly had a kid with a black woman um, who he, like... Fury was like, but the only way that this kid can have a normal life is if he never knew that he was my kid. And so then the kid goes to the military and becomes awesome and his best friends with a guy named Cheese who ends up being Agent Coulson. And then in one comic book, this dude loses his eye, like one eye and all of his hair. (laughs) It's like so ridiculous. But there you go. Well, it's funny because (laughs) them selecting Samuel Jackson or approaching him for the role is based on... The ultimate, the ultimates, right? Is is that yeah. um, you know Bendis and and uh, and Brian Hitch were like, you know, it'd be awesome. Let's just make him look like Samuel Jackson, and it works so well. Like he's a he's perfect in that role in the Ultimates. So my definitive answer for who cannot have a female version, Nick Fury, Rocket Raccoon. I mean, if if he's she a dude, would be, but she'd have to be Rocket Raccoon, Rocket Raccoon. <laughs> I just don't think it could work. I Not mean, with I'm his sure that attitude the, and I don't know. I just can't see him stepping down from his position as occasionally the leader of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but always the overly murderous, sometimes soft, but only for group. Yeah, <laughs> I can't see him stepping aside and some female rocket raccoon coming in. What if it was a turtle? <laughs> she's <laughs> she's the turtle version. Um, so anyways, Rocket Raccoon. Raquette's Raccoon is my answer that cannot be done. Um, yeah. I feel like i got to go similar. You couldn't do a female Star-Lord. He's too... Already half. Sorry, buddy. Well, what? Kitty Pride was Star-Lord for a while. Well, month. yeah, oh, but like... But what about she's... like Groot then as well? Like just that whole... I like their bromance. It's but like he's kind of gender That's a very good point. I think that the reason there can't... Another reason there can't be a female Raquette... Raccoon is because the bromance between Groot and Rocket so Raccoon lovable. it's so great it's so perfect that having female versions of them would interrupt that relationship so I agree I think that's a good good point well I think just taking up the mantle of Star-Lord isn't enough I mean like the what he represents on the team sure and, and I think that's also kind of my problem with some of the other characters they've made female um, like consider Tony Stark, for instance, it's not just about wearing a suit of iron armor. It's about being Tony Stark and that being the other side of the coin. Yeah, kind of like the the Playboy mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I is agree. why they've never really been able to supplant Bruce Wayne as Batman because no it's one really it's it, no one really represents that. Even whenever they had Azrael step in when his back was broken and or Nightwing, when, uh, Commissioner and, Gordon, or whatever, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Some characters are just hard to replace because of what character they are. Yeah, not just not just that they wear the suit. It's that who they are as a person. That's why we have so many Robins. That's why we have so many Batgirls. Because all of them were very replaceable, but Bruce Wayne as Batman, not not. And you'll never see. I don't know that you'll never see it, but DC has also been very hesitant to. I mean, they've got Silver Age, Golden Age versions of their main heroes. Right, but they've also very been very reticent to just start making female or minority characters of their major 
people. They make multiple universe versions of them, but they're almost always very similar in, in appearance and, and, yeah. and persuasion. Um, yeah, what Marvel's doing versus what DC is doing is, is interesting. It's, it's two sides of a coin. They're definitely trying to appeal to more people than just traditional comic book readers. Yeah. That's good. Good question. Good talk. Yeah. Um, I think we've prattled on enough. So where can, um, where can people at you guys? Where can people find you on the internets? You can find me um, very occasionally at Count Paper uh, on Twitter. Uh, count paper on Instagram. I don't really use a ton of social media, uh, but uh, there'll be days like every other week or so. I just think of twelve things I need to tweet, and I or or I you know have a bad experience with Time Warner, and I just go off. So uh, <laughs> you get a lot or, or of ramblings. Watch, yeah. Or if you watch Total Recall. Or yeah. And, or if you watch uh, what did we watch the other day? You tweet at it was uh, oh, oh Demolition Man. Yeah, Demolition Man. Bowling. <laughs> If to tweet out how to use the shells. How to use the three seashells. I should. I didn't tweet out the uh, instructions. I will put the PDF in my Twitter. So go to countpaper.com. That's just like it sounds. Count paper. C-O-U-N-T-P-A-P-E-R. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> Kate, they're hilarious that I can spell. No. Uh, but check it out. Figure out how to use the three seashells. I'll tell you. It's on my Twitter. You can find uh, the comic trope at anywhere um, at the comic trope Facebook and Twitter, possibly Instagram at one point. I'm not sure. Coming um, soon, maybe. Maybe Just... a Tumblr. I don't. And Kate. Oh yeah, um, I'm mainly at Instagram and Twitter. So you can find me at Golden Hairs, and on Twitter it's Magic Golden Hair. And then I also have like one has an S, one doesn't. Very yeah. Important. Very important. Yeah. Just. Um, and then I also have like a blog on my Twitter that I kind of do like my own opinion reviews on like sci-fi books and stuff like that. So you can read. So if you care Go read to it. see yeah, Go the kind of things that do. So from our trope to yours, we recommend Squirrels and Nuts. <laughs> have a good one, everyone. <laughs> Bye.